Hey, welcome. How are you guys doing this morning? I love to see so many faces in the building. It's, it's, it's obvious that God is doing something special in this place as, as more and more people call this place home. And so welcome. Welcome to those of you who call this place home, maybe here for the first time, the second time. Welcome to everybody who decided to come today. So glad that you're here this morning. Also just want to say welcome to anybody who's listening to us or, or watching us on our live stream or maybe later on. Uh, you're always welcome to join us here on Sunday morning. Well, I have the privilege of continuing a sermon series that we started a few weeks ago um, that is based on a very widely popular and successful Alpha course. Um, both the Alpha course and this sermon series are designed to help us explore, explore life, explore faith, and explore meaning, particularly within the context of following Jesus. And I don't know if you've gone through the Alpha course or you know what it is, or you've been through it, but I absolutely love the Alpha Course. I've been through it multiple times. I went through it as a, as a teenager. So if you think you're too young to go through it, that's not true. Teenagers can go through it. I went through it in college. And then I went through it again here at the South Suburban Vineyard. And every time I just get so much out of it. And I love it so much. I love how accessible it is. Nikki Gumbel, who is the leader of the uh, Alpha Chorus and the, 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 the teacher of the Alpha Chorus, he just does such a, an amazing job bringing these really complex and heavy issues down to my level, and he makes it so accessible. And I also love how the posture of the group is really about exploration and understanding. It's a judgment-free zone, place where we can explore. And so I've loved this sermon series because we've tried to take on the same posture as we explore some of the heavier, deeper questions surrounding the Christian faith. A few weeks ago, Pastor Gina opened up the series asking, asking the big question, is there anything more than this? Is there anything more to the life that we're living, the life that we perceive around us? Lauren followed up with a great message with why and how we should pray. And last week, Pastor Shannon talked about one of my favorite subjects, why and how we should read the Bible. And if you haven't um, uh, been able to catch up on those installments, I'd, I'd encourage you to check out our website. We have all of our sermons there. You can check out our Facebook page, our YouTube page. They're there. And um, just fantastic, fantastic messages um, so far. And so this morning... This morning, we're going to talk about another very important question, and that is, how does God guide us? How does God guide us? As I was thinking about this topic, I, I almost immediately thought about my dad. I remember being a really young kid and being so incredibly impressed at, at how my dad could recall locations and then also, like, know how to get to those locations, sometimes locations that, that he or anybody else has been to in years. And I don't know uh, if, if, if you went on road trips as a family, but my, we used to drive everywhere. We, our family doesn't drive as a policy. I have trauma associated with all these long road trips, but we used to drive far, far places, Florida, the East Coast, all these different places. And somehow, my dad knew where these major highways would intersect, like, hundreds of miles from where we were. It was just amazing to me how he was able to internalize so much of the map. Of course, he, of course, he knew the city of Chicago like the back of his hand. 
And, and then he would also just know all these different places around the country. It was incredible. It was incredible. Some of you younger folks are like, what's the big deal? You just put the location in your GPS and then you just follow the map, right? <laughs> Others of you know that this is way, way before that. This, I'm talking about the days of like gas station maps that somehow had like 50,000 creases and you opened it up to like a four foot or you stop at a stop at a, a, a rest stop and it's like an eight foot map and you're trying to figure out like okay you're over here we got to go over there right somehow my dad was able to internalize all of that and so even as early at an early age I was not only impressed by it but I also saw the value in it by the time I was 12 or 13 years old I had memorized uh, all of the major uh, streets on the north side of Chicago and even a lot of the side streets. I, I memorized like train routes, I memorized bus routes. I memorized a lot, a lot of information because I knew that the more that I internalized, the easier it would be to navigate this huge and complicated world around me. At 13 years old, I was taking the bus around the city of Chicago. That even freaks me out as I think about my son taking, but like I was able to navigate this really big space because of what I was able to internalize. And so for me, the parallel is this. If you think about your decisions in life, you think about the plans that you make as destinations, what map, so to speak, do you use to get from where you are to where you want to be? What set of instructions do you follow? Who's giving you that map? Who wrote that map for you? Is it your grandma? Somebody on TV? Maybe somebody that you kind of like? Who is guiding your life? Or do you just rely on your own gut? And you just sort of meander through life, just doing what inspires you internally. How do you navigate the challenges that pop up every day? How do you arrive at the, at the, at the long-term plans that you have for your life? What guidance system are you using to get from where you are to where you want to be? And what we learn from the Bible is that if we let God be our guidance system, we will live the very best versions of our life. If we let God be the one who can write out that map, who can determine how we get from here to there, we will live the best versions of our lives. And notice I didn't say the easiest version of our lives. A lot of times it might be tough, but God will guide you along the best routes to experience the best life. You know, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to, to preach this installment in the series because a few weeks ago, I stood up here and talked about the idea that, that if we give our plans to God, it can be such a precious and wonderful gift that we can give him, right? And we give it to him because God loves us. And he has made us in a unique way. And he has made every single one of us with a unique purpose. And so God wants to guide us. 
He wants to guide us because he loves us and he wants us to align our lives with his purposes. So this morning, I'm so grateful to to maybe have a part two to that sermon to talk about how God guides us. How does God do this in our everyday lives? How does God guide us from where we are to where we want to be? Nikki Gumbel, again, the author of the Alpha Course, the leader of the Alpha Course, suggests there are five main ways that God guides us. And I want to run through those five ways before I do, before I go any further, I'd like to just pray for the rest of our time. Father in heaven, I thank you. I thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. I thank you that you don't just leave us to wander the earth. You didn't just set us here and and tell us to figure it out. God, I thank you for your generosity. You want to be with us. You want to guide us because you love us. And so, God, my prayer this morning is just that that these words would land on our hearts, every single one of us, in the way that we need it, just the way that I need it, the way that each one of us needs to hear your voice. God, will you break anything loose that has just kept us from you? Will you quiet the mouth of the enemy? Will you help us to hear your voice this morning? Help us to surrender. Help us. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Five ways that God guides us. I'm going to talk a little quick this morning. Um, if you need me to slow down, just somebody to stand up and say, just relax, bro. Relax, okay? I got a lot of material, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to go a little quickly. All right, so the first way that God guides us, the very first way is through commanding Scripture. First way that God guides us is through commanding scriptures. And we at the SSB believe that, that the Bible is the inspired word of God. What that is, it, what that means is that the entire Bible is a collection of poems, of prophecy, history, and laws that were given by God to humanity through human authors. Given by God to humanity through human authors. We also believe that Jesus was the embodiment of God. He is a person of God who came to the earth to teach us about the kingdom of God. And he regularly, regularly used and affirmed scripture as the word of God. We are called Christians because we follow Jesus Christ and he was guided by scripture. He spoke of them as the reliable word of God. The Apostle Paul tells us, tells one of his disciples, uh, Timothy, in the book 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, he says, all of Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach, teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every work. Everything in the Bible is important. And we can use every bit of it to help us get back on track if we fall off track. Help us to stay the course. Help us to better understand who God is and what he wants for our lives. All of scripture is for our benefit and it helps us 
guide, uh, helps guide our lives by the very words of God. I like how the psalmist puts it in Psalm 119, verse 105. He says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. In other words, he's saying God's word, his written word, is his guidance system for his life. And so to continue the metaphor that, uh, of, that I had mentioned, I, I, think, I think of God's word as like the printed map. The printed map that has everything laid out. You know, to find a route using a map, like maybe you need to, you know, study the map. You need to, you need to maybe look at the topography. You need to figure out, you know, where you are, right? You need to figure out where you need to go, and then you just sort of track. You track along the established routes that are already laid out for you. And by God's mercy, he has laid out everything that we would need in his scriptures. We don't have to forge a new path. We don't have to, you know, you know, cut our way through some unknown jungle, right? God has created a way to guide us through life, and it's already there for us in his word. This is what the Bible is. It is a fully sufficient and reliable guidance system for our lives. And the more we internalize it, the easier it will be to understand which direction we should go. You know, I love talking to people who have internalized a lot of scripture. You could be talking about anything, anything, and they're able to pull out some scripture that applies to that scenario. You talk about what you're having for breakfast, man, they're going to pull out Psalm something, something, and I'm going to just talk about how the glory of God is found in our eggs, right? And of course, I'm being facetious. But just, do you know anybody like that? The people who have just internalized so much scripture, in every situation, they know where to dig and what to, what to grab in order to get through that moment. Whatever situation in life, they know how to get to where they need to go. People who, who, who internalize a lot of scripture, you just, you don't often see them wandering through life. Wondering, should I go here? Should I go there? Should I do this? Should I do that? Now, nobody's perfect, right? We all make mistakes. We all go astray. But the more we internalize God's written word, the easier it is to navigate, right? And so whether you read from a part of the, uh, the history of God's people in the early part of the Bible, or maybe you read some of the songs and the poems in the book of Psalms, or you, you take note of the guidelines, that Jesus directly gives to his followers, the more that you and I internalize, the easier it will be to get to where we need to go, to travel along the journey of life. Amen? All right, that was the first way. Actually, you know what? Before I go any further, let me just say one more final thing. I believe, and I believe that the, the Bible teaches us, that the Bible is the primary way that God guides us. It's the primary way that God guides us. The Bible is the anchor for everything else that we're going to talk about today. It's the anchor for everything that we talk about here at this church. It's the anchor. It's not an outdated book. It's not, a, it's not a, just a book of suggestions and things that we should consider on our journey through life. 
The Bible is the primary way that God speaks to us and establishes his truth. It's the primary way that he reveals himself to us. It's the primary way that he guides us through life. You know, I, I, and I realize that this can be really easy in like the best moments of our life, right? We accept this like when things are going well and we can recite God's promises and say, yes, the Bible is true, yes. I believe it, but what about the more difficult times? What about, what about when we read things that we don't quite like to read? Things that maybe conflict with our sensibilities, the culture, with the way that our mind just sort of processes information now. We still have to come back to this idea and believe that God, the, the, the scriptures are the anchor they're the anchor, the primary way that God guides us, whether we like the subject or not. Not too many people said amen to that. <laughs> it's hard, right? It's hard, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And the more we internalize, the easier it is to understand, to find what, what we're supposed to be searching for and to get where we need to go. God generously gives us his word to be a lamp to our feet. Right, the second way that God guides us is through his compelling spirit. The second way that God guides us is through his compelling spirit. If you think about the Bible being the roadmap, I think about the Holy Spirit being that voice embedded into the GPS system, telling you what the best route is, and maybe in real time, telling you where to turn and what to do. Right? The map is already established. The truth of God is already established. But the Holy Spirit is the voice that guides us in real time. He guides us to help get us back on track, right? You drive, off the, you drive off, the, off the route in your GPS, like you hear a voice, right? Say, hey, reroute, get back on track. This is the, who the Holy Spirit is. Jesus tells, um, talking to his disciples in John chapter 14, right before he's crucified and he's going to leave them, go to heaven. And he says this in verse 15. He says, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father... And he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. He leads into all truth. In other words, if we choose to follow Jesus, this is a, it's an important part. If we choose to follow Jesus and commit our lives to him, we get access to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will always be with us. He doesn't turn off. He doesn't go away. The Holy Spirit is always with us, guiding us toward truth. It's who the Holy Spirit is. Primary function of the Holy Spirit in our lives to remind us of the truth of God, to lead us along the path that we are supposed to be going I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone say um, they feel like the Holy Spirit is leading them in a certain way, they got a word for somebody, and then it's just contrary 
to what the Bible says. And I just wonder, like, what Holy Spirit are you listening to? Right? Sometimes we, we, might, we might mistake how we feel or maybe something that, you know, we just sort of imagine as the Holy Spirit. And it's just contrary to what the Bible says. But what Jesus is saying is, no, no, no. The Holy Spirit is going to remind you of God's truth. And where do we find God's truth? In the Scripture. We follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, who's always with us. But he will always point us back to the truth of God. Now realize that sometimes people can get really wacky when it comes to the Holy Spirit, just pretty much saying whatever they want in the name of the Lord. That doesn't mean that we should give up on him, right? The presence of the, of the Holy Spirit in our lives is, is a precious, precious gift. That voice on that GPS system is a precious gift, right? I can't tell you how many times I've been traveling with my family and then I'm talking and then, the, and then I miss my exit because I wasn't listening. The Holy Spirit is a gift, is a gift. A still small voice that reminds me of the truth of God, reminds me of the truth of myself. At just the right moment, in such a loving way, it's a precious gift from God. Or that loud voice that pops in my head when I'm about to do something I'm not supposed to be doing, which happens often. That's a precious, precious gift from God. The ability to prophetically understand or just sort of know beyond our capabilities, prophetically understand what's happening in the moment. Maybe what's happening around us and we just sort of Maybe get a download from the Holy Spirit. It's like, hey, just this is what's going on between these people. This is what's going on in this scenario. The Holy Spirit speaking to us in the moment. That's a precious, precious gift from God. Listen, I know a lot of people who are just, who love the word of God. And, I, and I'm grateful for that. But they, they don't want anything to do with the Holy Spirit. And I just think, like, man, that, it just makes things so much harder, right? The Holy Spirit in our lives, he guides us, he guides us to, toward the truth of God, and he's with us all the time. If you choose to follow Jesus, that's an important part. The Holy Spirit is with us and he gets us back on course. And he helps us understand who God is, right? He understands the truth for our sake. And then sometimes, sometimes for the sake of other people. Which leads me to the third way that God guides us. And that is through the counsel of saints. God guides us through the counsel of the saints. And I'm not talking about, you know, the historical um, Definition of saints, you know, the, the special venerated people who have statues. I'm not necessarily talking about those people. The Bible talks about all believers being saints, right? And so we talk about the gathering of saints. We're talking about the gathering of believers. So if you put your tra trust in Jesus, you're a saint. I don't know if anybody's told you that. 
Congratulations, you're a saint. You did it. You did it. We're all saints. We're all saints. And we see all throughout the Bible that not just in the early church, right, that, that, that God often speaks to people through people, right? All throughout Scripture, God is speaking to us through other people. God guides us through our connection with other people. Proverbs 12, 15 says, Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to seek God's guidance from other believers. It is. It is a good, good thing. About a month and a half ago, I was in a situation where I got a uh, random phone call um, with a, a job offer on the other end of the line. Um, and I have only ever worked for one company. Worked for one company for 15 years. It's, it's where I thought I would retire. Um, and I get a call and somebody says, hey, I've got a job for you. And I really, I'd like, I really struggled with that decision. Um, I didn't necessarily see any particular story in the Bible or any particular thing in the Bible that told me to choose this or choose this. And so I just, I prayed. I tried to, to listen to the Lord and I tried to, to hear the voice of the Lord, connect with the Holy Spirit. And even in that, in, in that time, I was really struggling. I was struggling because of self-doubt. I was struggling because of fear. I was struggling for a number of reasons, right? This is uncharted territory for me. And so I said, well, what's the next thing I could do? And so I called up a few people and said, hey, would you be willing to pray with me about this? And I gathered some counselors. I gathered some saints. I said, I, just, I need some help. I need some help. And after praying about it and talking about it and praying about it with my wife, Jenny, I started to dig into this with, with, with my friends, other believers, and, and I absolutely believe that God used those other people to speak to me. I absolutely believe it. One of the first things that they did was that they began to speak truth over me, the truth about God, the truth about who God made me. And yet they were immediately pushing back against the tactics of the enemy to try to keep me stuck in fear. The counsel of the saints immediately pushed back against what was not from the Lord. And then they started to ask me tough questions. Like, what do you think the Lord is saying? You know, if you ever ask somebody for advice and that's not one of their first few questions, they're probably just giving you their own advice. But if they say, well, what do you, what do you think that God is telling you? Because God's voice is important. And they started to challenge me in those ways. And then they started to broaden my, broaden my perspective of how God could be using this particular thing to, to maybe you know, move me to some other place and maybe give me other opportunities to advance his kingdom. And again and again and again, they kept pointing me to scripture. They kept pointing me to Jesus. And they kept pointing me to my purpose in God. This is the counsel of the saints. This is a good, good thing. But you might gather some saints around you and God bless them. 
but they don't always give you words from the Lord. So how do we know that the advice that people are giving is from God? How do we know? The Apostle John uh, tells us in his, one of his letters, 1 John 4, 1, he says, Dear friends, don't believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the, if the Spirit they have comes from God. There are a few filters that I think might help us as we try to figure out who is speaking on behalf of God and who might be speaking just from some other place. A few filters, just really quickly. Um, the first filter is, is what people are saying, is it in line with Scripture? Is the advice that people are giving you, is it in line with Scripture? Listen, Jesus' uh, teachings were firmly established on Scripture. The Holy Spirit, the person of God, the Trinity, part of the Trinity of, uh, of God Almighty, points us back to the truth of Scripture. I would be very cautious to listen to anybody who would be giving you advice that would be contrary to Scripture. If it doesn't point back to Scripture, if it's not founded on the Bible, you might consider maybe going to somebody else. Is the advice that you're giving, is it loving? Is it edifying? Is it encouraging? Does it, or does the advice cause you and, or somebody else some type of harm? Does it diminish someone or is it unloving? If your friend tells you to go off on your boss, that's not from the Lord, right? If, you bought, if your friends tell you all types of these wacky things that feel good in that moment, right? Like, yeah, let's get them. Let's go get them. I don't know who they are, but let's go get them. That's not from the Lord. That's not from the Lord. Is it loving? Is it edifying? Is it encouraging? Now, I'm not talking about, <clears throat> I'm not suggesting that, you know, we, we, we only talk about things that make us feel good, Right? Sometimes the most loving thing we could do is tell somebody a difficult truth. Have you ever been on, on the receiving side of that? It doesn't feel good in that moment, right? But one of the most loving things that my friends do for me is reflect back to me the real truth of God. And sometimes that doesn't feel good. It does not at all align with what I want to do with my life and how I want to play things out, and what I think about myself, what I think about other people. Sometimes we need to tell each other difficult things, and that's still loving. When it starts getting mean, then we know it's not from the Lord. And finally, do you feel peace about it? Paul tells us, be of like mind, and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart is what people are telling you, do you have peace about it? Now, if somebody's telling you something and you feel that check in your spirit, like, I don't, I don't quite know if that's from the Lord, I, I, I would suggest you listen to that. Someone's trying to get you riled up or somehow your, your soul just is not at peace with what, is what they're saying, maybe don't completely dismiss it, but just continue to process it. Bring it before the Lord. Does that make sense? Do you feel peace about it? 
And maybe you could think of a few other filters that have helped you through your life as you try to weed out who the weirdos are in your, in your life and who the real ones are. Here's just a few filters. But suffice it to say, suffice it to say, the two things can be true. Two things can be true. It is good to seek the counsel of other believers, the counsel of the saints. And the other thing that is equally true, it is important to test what people are saying to make sure that it's from the Lord. Amen? Go to your friends. Go to other believers. It's important. But also take what they say with a grain of salt and take it before the Lord. God guides us through the counsel of saints. All right, the fourth way that God guides us is what Nikki Gumbel calls common sense. God guides us with common sense. You know, the Bible offers us incredible insights, and, he, and, and it tells us some amazing stories. It teaches us values and doctrines, and it gives us remarkable revelation into the character of God, but it doesn't necessarily tell you what job you should take, who you should marry, what you should have for breakfast, right? The Bible is great, absolutely great, but it doesn't always articulate every single scenario in your life. And so what do we do with that? I think God guides us by helping us Think through and process things. In 2 Timothy uh, 2.7, again, this is the Apostle Paul telling his disciple Timothy. He says, think about what I am saying. Listen to this. The Lord will help you understand all these things. As we think through these things, the Lord helps us understand. God guides us while we are thinking. It's not just always, you know, what's written in the clouds. How is my spirit stirred? You know, what is that inspiring thing that somebody said or what I've written? Sometimes God wants you to think about it. On your own, process through it. Think about it. And the Lord is faithful to help you process through difficult things, easy things, everything. The Lord helps you as you think through these things. I also think it's worth saying that um, we shouldn't overcomplicate things either, right? It's part of the bit of the common sense part, right? We shouldn't have to search the scriptures and really struggle with whether or not we should, you know, betray our, our best friend or cheat on our spouse. We shouldn't have to struggle and contemplate and really think hard through scripture and gather the saints to determine whether or not we should cheat on our taxes. There are just some things that maybe should be a little obvious to us. And I would say that that's from the Lord. I think God gives us kind of a baseline intuition that is God-given, that connects us with our creator in heaven. But for everything else, it is okay to wrestle with things, to think through these things, to struggle. And I believe what the scriptures say is that the Lord will help you process those things as you think about it. 
And finally, the fifth way that God guides us is through circumstantial signs. Circumstantial signs. Sometimes things uh, happen in our lives that are absolutely out of our control. They just happen in our lives. And I believe that that scriptures tell us that, that God orchestrates those things. God puts things in place in our lives and, and has us intersect certain things or talk to certain people or have what I would call maybe God moments because he is setting things up. Romans 8, 28, a familiar passage for many of us. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. God just does things to guide us whether we realize it or not. Sometimes, right? Or I think about this job opportunity that I got. I wasn't looking for it, but God opened up that door. God, I believe that God orchestrated the various events in my life, the timing of this and that, where that particular moment, that particular time, I got that opportunity. Um, but how many of us know that not every door that opens up means that it's from the Lord? I'm going to say that again, because some of you guys were looking at your phone. <laughs> not every door that opens up is from the Lord. In fact, Jesus says, the way to destruction is wide. It's easy to get to destruction. There's always going to be open doors that will lead you to destruction. But the way to life is narrow. Always going to be doors that are open that you should not go through. Right? But in this particular case, I felt like the Lord opened this door, and again, I tried to search the scriptures, I tried to listen to the Lord, I talked to people about it, I prayed about it, and I felt like God orchestrated that particular moment. A different example that, that is much more meaningful to me in my life, uh, and maybe a, a bit more obvious in hindsight, uh, happened um, toward the end of my college years. I, from some of you have heard my story, I'm just gonna give you a real short snippet uh, from the end of high school to um, close to the end of my college years, I was uh, very far away from the Lord. I grew up in the church, but during that season of my life, I drifted very far away from the Lord. And long story short, I just got to the end of my rope. And I cried out to the Lord, and I believe that he rescued me from where I was. And he, he brought me up, and I was still a mess. It's, it's not like I just instantly popped up and I was ready to go. But I decided, you know, let me, let, me, let me go back to the place that I know, raise up a child in the way that they should go, right? And they're going to know where to go back to, right? And so in that moment of desperation, I knew where to go. I went to a church that was similar to the church that I grew up in, a vineyard church. And I just went. The first night that I was there, it was a young adult ministry. Um, I rode a, 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 a bus because I didn't have a car. And um, I, I was... After service, you're supposed to get back on the bus so I can get back to my apartment. And I was like, after the service, I was like beelining it for that bus. Like, I was like, I'm not, I don't talk to anybody. Just please leave me alone. Um, but somebody, as I, I was literally, like the door is right there. 
As I was walking toward the door, somebody stopped me and said, hey, you want to stick around for a little while? A guy named Mike Wilson, some of you have met him, Big Mike, big burly beard, he's my inspiration. <laughs> but Big Mike was standing by the door in that moment, and he said, hey, you want to stick around for, I'm like, bro, I got I to take this shuttle, like, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know you, leave me alone. And he's like, I'll, I'll drive you, don't worry. Every, everything that I had to say, like, he was like, no, no, I'll take care of it. And I tell you, as confidently as I know anything in my life, I would not be standing here today if it were not for that encounter with Mike Wilson. Mike could have been in the bathroom. He could have been a hundred different other places. But God set things up so that I would encounter Mike Wilson in that moment. He and I became fast friends, accountability partners. My life was forever changed because of that God encounter. This, like sometimes, sometimes we, we, tr we try to get through life trying to figure things out, and sometimes God just figured things out for us. And he just puts things in place for our good. Circumstances beyond our control. And I, I think, and as, as I think about this, I think the, the closer that I get to Jesus, the more that I'm able to hear the Holy Spirit, the easier it is for me to say in any circumstance, hey God, what are you doing? God is up to something. God is always on the move. The Holy Spirit is always at work. And so instead of stumbling into a situation or maybe years later after the fact, like, oh, I think that was God. The closer we get to God, the more we can walk into any situation and say, God, what are you lining up? What, what, what situation do you have going on here? And how can I participate? How can we, you know, God is, God is setting things up and we have the privilege of participating in these circumstantial moments. Again, for our benefit sometimes and for the benefit of others. God guides us, whether we like it or not sometimes, right? And amen to that. Amen to that. So I know my time is running out. It's actually run out already. I appreciate your patience with me. Um, worship team, you can come up as I, just kind of, as I wrap this all up. How do we put all this together? Listen, we are not drifting through the cosmos just as some mindless, soulless organisms, right? God has made you, and he loves you, and he has a purpose for you. And because of that, he wants to help guide your life. Not to control us, not to keep us in line, because he thinks less of us, but he has made you for a purpose. And we can reach out to God and, and ask God, God, you know all things. Help me, guide me, so that I can get from where I am to where I need to be. 
And God generously and he graciously and he patiently guides us. He gives us his written word. Amen, amen, amen. You just have, imagine how generous that is. The all-knowing, incredible God decides to have people write down his truth, his word, so that we can have a quick reference. I just think that's an incredibly generous gift from God is his word. And another gift that we get is the Holy Spirit, the person of God who is always with us, who never leaves us in our best moment or in our worst moment, but he's always there to guide us. That's incredible. It's an incredible gift that we have access to. The gift of the saints, the gift of other believers around us who can help us, remind us of God's truth, point us back to, to the Word, point us back to the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Council of Saints, that intuition that He gives us, that ability to think through things and process His truth. And finally, the gift of Him just doing things. Like, God is not far, far away he is orchestrating things for his glory, for his honor. And we get to participate in that. He loves you. And he wants to guide your life. In fact, he loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross. Pay the penalty you should pay, that I should pay for our sins so that he can be with us for now and for all of eternity. He loves you so much that he wants to be with you forever. Why not let God guide your life, this loving and incredible and impressive God? Why not? How might your life be different if you let God guide you. Amen.